0: Welcome back to another episode of Two Marine Dads, we talk about the journey of life, politics, kids, and family, as seen from the perspective of two United States Marines. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you're at and when you're watching. Welcome to Two Marine Dads, podcast episode number 13. Uh, we want to welcome you all back. We're In our setup like we had last week, which we're enjoying a great deal. It's a little bit better. Uh, Worked a little bit with the sound, so hopefully it's not quite as annoying as last time. And like we always say, we'll get better and better with each one. Uh, Today's going to be kind of interesting. It's going to seem kind of like a word salad or, uh, you know, a subject spaghetti or, you you know, however you want to refer to it. But it's all centered around one primary issue that kind of connects all of this together. And it's not so much that you fix this issue and you fix the problem, but maybe address it or recognize some of the issues a little bit better than before. And this, the way we put it into words, I guess, is trading what matters for what doesn't matter. And the idea around this is that you trade things that are important, like math and science, for things that are not important, like you know gender studies or underwater basket weaving you know to try to make a joke about it now more seriously the, the idea is how much energy you have in a given day and what you care about right you can't care about every issue in the world so you pick a couple that are really important to you and you kind of latch on to them and right now uh there's some pretty interesting ideas that the two sides are latching onto that are kind of disturbing uh when you look at them as a big picture there was a uh, poll that was released by Echelon... What's her name? Echelon... Uh, Echelon Insight. Echelon Insight. Um, yep. And basically they asked uh, Democrats and those who lean Democrat and Republicans who lean Republicans, you know, how concerned are you, if at all, that the following are problems for the country? And there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. And, you know, the, the number one thing for Republicans you know, surprisingly, uh, is illegal immigration. Now, it depends on how you look at it. They kind of have it split up into these three categories. So you could say it's illegal immigration or you could say it's high taxes. You know, those are the... Depending on how you wanted to divvy these numbers up, those are the two biggest concerns Mm -hmm. uh, that you would put for Republicans. And for Democrats, their two biggest concerns that you would put it is Donald Trump supporters. Yep. And white nationalists. And that's... Sad because, according to this poll, ninety-two percent of Democrats or people who lean Democrat think that the biggest problem the country is facing is Trump supporters. There's seven percent that uh, not very concerned or not at all concerned, and I'm guessing those are the seven percent of Democrats that voted for Trump, probably. <laughs> uh, but who knows? Well, what's
1: scary about that is that you're you're saying ninety-two percent of the Democrats. Don't have a problem with something that's going on in the country. Don't have a problem with a law or a policy or foreign policy or, or somebody else on the planet who would, would would view our country as a threat. No, no, no. What their problem is, is the opposition, the other side of the coin. Like,
0: Yeah, and I think that's about what's it like this. That's scary.
1: Like, as an American, that, my neighbor hates me because of my, my political view.
0: Th- think about like, this. The people that answered this poll... We're more worried about Trump supporters than white nationalists, which is just like a shade of gray above being a Nazi. So, just barely. Just barely a shade of gray. You know, because Nazi's too extreme of a term, but we're gonna you're still there, so we're just gonna call you a white nationalist. Trump supporters are a bigger worse. Trump supporters are a bigger concern to Democrats than, than white, nationalists. white nationalists. So or even gun violence or systemic racism, which are like these golden goose eggs of the Democratic uh, political machine now.
1: Right. So, like, at what point? It, it, actually, you and I talked about this earlier before this podcast, where we talked about, you know, what kind of an opinion of me do you have when you start the conversation off with all Trump supporters are are, are racist or or you, or gay you gay enter the conversation, whatever, yeah. you
0: enter the conversation assuming that this That's, person's worse
1: than a Nazi. Right. Worse than a Nazi. So somewhere above mildew and below a cockroach on your opinion when you start the conversation. Like, you don't even know me. I have, you know, a family and everything like this, and I respect everybody. And at the same time, you come into the conversation thinking that I'm just this terrible person. Now, why did you feel that way? Because the media told you to feel that way. That's why you felt that way. There's no other reasoning behind it. You didn't feel that way four years ago. You didn't think that way. I was the same person then that I am now, you know? And and I would venture to venture
0: to wonder if you would feel that way in person right if you were to
1: sit down and have a beer with me or a taco or a fucking cheeseburger
0: you know, like now and the, the th- it's it's not impossible to believe this i'm not i'm honestly not shocked by this poll in the slightest bit or the outcome of it because when you look at what the media has spent the last really six years doing and in some ways much longer than that you know going all the way back to the beginning of the obama administration but primarily the last four years big time is basically demonizing anything that has anything to do with trump like i i always remember this meme that it always made me crack up because it it said you know they want trump to come out and support you know more restrictive gun laws so they could see liberals fight for gun rights just because <laughs> they would argue if trump came up with it it had to be bad so they had to argue against it,
1: argue against it yep.
0: you know it's like a little know-it-all kid that you know they're just they're just being contrarian for the sake of being contrarian, and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where this is at. Where when all the people see and are fed because they, all they absorb is like CNN or NBC or CBS or any of the any of the very liberal news networks, which is almost all of them now, they if that's all they see and absorb, all they think is Trump hates Mexicans, he pays Russians to pee on beds, and he plays golf with Vladimir Putin. Yep. And and. Uh, uh, Sarah Palin can see, uh, uh, can Russia, see from Russia from her
1: front yard or whatever. You but. know that, that that's the world we live
0: in, and it, it's gaslighting to be honest with you. Yeah. And in a sense of the word of what it is, these people have repeated lies so many times that now it's just it's it's a it's a given truth. Yeah, Trump's a racist. Of right. course he's a racist. Right. Well, what do you mean he's a racist? Well, he said Mexicans are rapists. No, no, he did not say that. Right, that is not what he said at all. Well, he said white nationalists and white supremacists are good people. No. No, no. I mean, I know no, that's what the media said he said over and over again. And I know Biden has lied. Biden has straight lied and said that that's what he said. He said it during the uh, oh, yeah. the debates. The debates yeah. But that's not what Trump said. It's not even close to what Trump said. Now, right. Trump is fantastic at stepping on rakes. I mean...
1: <laughs> yeah. Right upside the head with his own words. Yeah, I'll give him that. But... But he didn't call all Mexicans racist. He didn't say... That the Ku Klux Klan or the neo-Nazis had were good people fighting on the other side. What he was talking about in that instance was removal of statues, historic statues and what slippery slope that could be. You know, when he made that comment, there's, there's an argument to be made on both sides of it that were valid is what he was getting at. And the media took that and spun it. But yeah, that's the very definition of gaslighting. Actually, I had ask earlier today what the difference between that and straw man was because I kind of get them confused sometimes, but gaslighting is just the repeated, the repeated lie being told over and over again until people think it's truth versus a fake argument being had
0: (laughs) you know and and the gop concerns are not all it's not all buttery on the geo excuse me on the gop side of this poll either you know they've got a bunch of stuff in here you know things like uh you know discrimination against christians now i wouldn't say this isn't a serious issue because when you look at religious discrimination in the country right now that's really all there is you know there might be minor cases where Muslims or Jews are discriminated against on a large scale. Uh, Jews are the... The Jewish community is by far the most uh, affected by violence. Elian...
1: Ohan? How you say name? Elian Omar. Omar. Thank
0: you. Well, the Jewish community, when it comes to actual violence, religious violence, the, the Jewish community, hands down, receives most of it. You know, that's where most of the actual right. prosecutions and things happen. But... When it comes to discrimination against Christian on a large scale, whether it's, you know, attacks of the Christian faith, that's what you see in the mainstream media. Now, that's the culture war is the Christian faith. And so not saying that's not an issue, but the idea that that is something that 50 percent of the people in the country are Republicans are extremely worried about. I don't know. There's a... Like I said, there's you've got enough space in your head to worry about three or five things at a time, and mo- most of the time, those are usually ki- we're, you know you're usually tied up with shit at the house, you know bills yes. and your kids' grades and your grandparents, you know not being able to see you and all that kind of stuff is more important to you than anything on this list. It's just when that shit's finally settled and you have a chance to worry about some of this other stuff, it comes up, and okay. the idea that Christian. Uh, discrimination is high on a lot of people's list. It's kind of baffling to me. When we live in a world where, you know, Iran's trying to get a nuclear weapon, China's trying to take over the world, and Joe Biden is dropping the The N-word at at the Munich conference on accident (laughs) because he can't even talk straight anymore.
1: I don't know if that was on accident or not, if it was just a Freudian slip. But, yeah, I would say this, though, on the the poll, discrimination against Christians is last on the list of the questions that were asked. But, yeah, it's still ranked at 57%. Um, felt that way. And another 19 felt somewhat concerned about it. Um, but, yeah. I mean, you would have to go to the Middle East to find Christians being discriminated against, you know, on that kind of a scale. To where it beats out everything toward, else. Yeah, to where it beats out anything else. And then being Jewish would probably beat out being Christian over there, too. So, same kind of concept of what you're
0: saying. But the, you look at the, these two different polls. Uh, the, the crazy thing about it is is that almost all – and, again, I'm obviously I'm, I'm – more conservative and Republican and right wing or whatever you want to call it, uh, so I look at the the concerns on the left and just think they're they're dumb. You know, they, they their biggest concerns are uh, systemic racism, white nationalism, Donald Trump supporters, gun violence. Right. You know, the only one in here that I that I can even out of the out of the t- top bit that is even makes sense is America's lacking health coverage. That's actually a real issue, but that's like fifth on the list. Right. You know, and the. But the idea that police brutality is a serious issue—it is an issue. It isn't an isolated issue.
1: At one, one or two instances where you could say that the that the police officer acted, you know, with too much force or whatever. Overwhelmingly, the cops use restraint. I mean, how many cops do we know that overwhelmingly take us use their, restraint? Yeah, yeah overwhelmingly. Like there's a matrix. You know, my ex wife taught her how to do it. I read their matrix. It's amazing what they're not allowed to do. You know, we got into do you know?
0: I got into an argument with somebody that was um, with the whole BLM and the list of all the names BLM puts out all the list of these, you know, these African-Americans or black people that were uh, harmed by police. Right. And there was like 10 or 12 or 15 on this list. And I don't remember exactly how many there were. What I do remember is there were five of them, five of those cases that they listed where the cops did something that was illegal Immoral or just flat out wrong and stupid, and in all five of those cases, the cops are already prosecuted in jail right. or are in were in the process of being prosecuted. Right. Criminal charges. They didn't get away with anything. Right. Just yeah. the legal system doesn't. It's we don't have a fucking mob rule here where you hang somebody two hours after something happens. You let the the the, the, the details system work out job, so you don't make mistakes. And guess what? Those other ten cases or eight cases or whatever it was, every one of them were ju- ended up being justified. And more than half of those cases, it was an African-American cop shooting another African-American. Right. And that's the whole thing is one bad
1: apple does ruin the whole bunch. And they do hang them up as high as they can and go, hey, look, the rest of us aren't represented by this one person who did this one awful thing, whatever it is, planting evidence or unlawful shooting or whatever. Again, it's rare. And for that to be someplace up high on the list like that is, is obnoxious or, substem- or systemic racism. Again, we've talked about this on other podcasts where it's a subconscious thought that you're having that you don't even know you're having. Therefore, you can't even control it. So it's a ghost of something that doesn't exist that politicians latch onto so they can justify passing more laws that they don't, that they can never fix the problem because the problem's unfixable because it doesn't exist. Yeah, that,
0: you can't touch it. You can't kill it. And that that you know yeah. that kind of gets into this whole train, you know trading what matters for what doesn't matter. And it's an interesting trick that I don't know if the politicians actually understand they do it. I think it's they they just stumbled into it, you know, 40 years, 50 years ago, and it's been working ever since. So that's what they do. And it's this idea that, you know, if we don't actually fix problems, then, you know, we still have a job. And they they, they took it to the next level and said, okay, we're going to fix non-problems. We'll pass laws for. Problems that don't actually exist, because then we don't solve them, and we can still complain them after you know another four or five years after everybody forgets, and then we can come back around again and try to address them again, and we can still look like we're doing something, and we can justify our private plane trips and our giant pensions and this absurdity of what the federal government has turned into.
1: All right, but I, I think I disagree with you on the sense that the politicians don't know that they're doing it. I think I think crystal, uh, crystal, excuse me. I think critical race theory is being pushed actively by the government. And I think that um, you know some of their policies are, are, are actually quite scary, um, but they're being adopted on the federal level. I think Donald Trump tried to stamp that out and that was one of the first things that got brought right back in by the Biden administration. But th- certain things of critical race theory are, are acts of whiteness, including being on time, holding to a schedule and being innovative. Yeah, no, and, okay. and this is spoken in a bad way. Yeah, right? like, an yeah, act it's, of whiteness. This
0: is a negative right. thing. Your, act, your whiteness and your white privilege and all this other shit is, right. you know, being expected to show up on time. Is
1: an act of whiteness. So, I mean, could you imagine, take that, so they want the employee to be less white and we can go into, um, we could probably go into if we had enough time to go through every single instance. It's, it's actually in your face. It actually says that. Um Um, Could you imagine if you're a white boss and you're trying to be less white and you're like, you know, I was going to give you guys a paycheck, but, you know, I just... This Friday doesn't work for me.
0: This, I'm just this, gonna this, come
1: I'm gonna come in next next Tuesday. The, the, and maybe
0: I'll have them. This new training you know? says I have to be a white hater yeah. or white whatever it was. And you know, in order to be that, I've gotta go against these acts of whiteness. And yeah. since being on time is an act of whiteness, I gotta can't do that.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna you know I'm the boss. I'm just gonna show up around whenever. I really to want to quote Axel I, I, Rose, you know, I really there want, on time.
0: I really <laughs> wanna give you your paycheck today, but I don't wanna be a racist, so I'm gonna give it to you next week.
1: Next week, but uh, that's only time is a social construct. So I mean, you know, maybe next week is next month. So I mean, it's just absurd and when you apply it. You apply a little bit of logic to to this insanity, you know. Then when you look at Republicans, high taxes rates at seventy seven percent. That's because most people who work, and I don't know how the Democrats who work don't feel the same way, or the left that doesn't feel the same way, and they look at the right column. Of yeah, yeah. So, and if dependent,
0: like, and when if you look at like if you if you lump the extremely concerned and the somewhat concerned into one category, it's. You know, it's 96% of Republicans are worried about high taxes. Right. I mean, I can tell you right now, I am doing a bunch of stuff this year to liquid assets so I can pay lower taxes because I'm fully expecting 2022 to be higher taxes. So I'm going to do a bunch of shit this year. And so I don't have to pay taxes for the next four years because when inevitably the fucking country folds in on itself because of how dumb this administration is going to be. And we actually get some sanity back in the government and taxes come back down again. Then, at that point, I can go back to business. And if you think I'm the only one doing that, you're nuts. Right. The, 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 some of the stupidest people in the government. I'm sorry. Some of the stupidest people in the world are in the government. And, and hands down, there's yeah. no question about it. You've got a lady who thinks that Neil Armstrong planted a flag on Mars. And a dude who thinks a Navy base is going to flip Guam like a capsized kayak.
1: Capsize and flip over. That's how and,
0: said it, <laughs> And these are the people writing laws. You have Austin, yeah. AOC, who gets praised as being some fiscal, G, you know, she's some super smart pol- political savvy. She's not. She's a Twitter queen. She's a, you know, she, she's, she, all she is is social media savvy. She knows how to draw a crowd. She knows how to get yeah. attention. She's good at clickbait. You know, and I'll straight say it. She's a clickbait whore. And she's good at it. And yeah. that's why she's so popular. She lives in the modern media. She knows how to get attention from people. But she has no intelligence. She has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. Nope.
1: She has no idea. When she
0: ran Amazon out of her district. She's she's not even oh, 30 yet. Yeah. She's never done anything but waited, you know, part-time bartender. She's never signed a check. In fact, all of her coworkers workers bitched that she stole tips. I didn't know that. So that's hysterical. I don't say all. I can't say all of her. That's a definitive. Not all of her coworkers, but there is. There are, there are coworkers, that, coworkers that, that that she stole tips. And this is the person that is now in charge. She's on committees. She's in charge of how your life can be lived now. Do you remember when
1: she said, "What? Do you, how do you do with health care? You know, well, you just pay the extra higher cost. You just pay for it." And then she moved to DC and couldn't afford her apartment. And she's like, right. the whole country was like, I need more well, money. J- just pay for it. You know, like, how do you pay the higher costs?
0: The, so yeah. these, these people in government that are making these decisions are not doing it to make people's lives better. No, not a, do and do. it's not, on, it's the, and neither the left or the right. I have almost no faith in the Republicans after the last year of Congress either. They did nothing to big tech. They did absolutely nothing. They had a chance to, to, to really... They actually had big tech kind of scared when they drug him in front of Congress. Mm-hmm. And then they screwed the pooch and didn't even know what the fuck they were talking about. You're listening to a 90-year-old dude try and talk about Amazon Web Services. And he, he doesn't even know what he... He, can't, he he has no idea what even, you know, .dot .com is anymore. He still thinks that, you know, the internet goes... <laughs> when you fucking connect. You know, <laughs> th- these are the kind of people that are asking failing us as people and asking dumb questions yeah. just to make it look like they're doing something they're supposed to be doing. And would if they, if, if, Whereas if they would have gone in there with, had done their homework for just a little
1: bit, yeah, they would have looked a hell of a lot better and effectuated some positive change. And,
0: and, and what you get into is a situation here now where they're passing laws that are basically meaningless. They don't do anything on the sense that they solve a problem all they do is create additional hurdles, conditional red tape. They make it easier for people to sue each other which because that's just what the United States needs is more lawsuits. We don't have
1: enough of that,
0: right? And they restrict business without accomplishing anything. You know, Yeah, the
1: Equity Act passed today. That's exactly
0: what... Right, and yeah. it got out of the Equity House. The, the Equity House. The Equity Act got out of the House today. It's at the Senate, so we'll see what happens over there. But basically, this is going to put... Um,
1: if you misgender somebody is the biggest
0: change. If you misgender somebody, you can now sue that corporation. Well, this because- gets into the whole gaslighting and the whole, you know, how corrupt the media is. Because if you read any articles, it sounds This sounds like this bill's fantastic. It's right. great. It's giving, you know, equal rights to people that are, you know, tr- gay or transgender or whatever, blah. you know, you can't discriminate against them, blah, blah, blah. That's fine and dandy. That's all true. But what it doesn't mention is now that gender identity is codified law. So if, you don't allow somebody to do something because they identify as a gender. So, for example, potentially, a guy walks into a bar, or bar and wants to go into the female bathroom.
1: He, he just now, says he's
0: a chick. And if you don't let him, he goes and finds the ACLU and shoes, sues you and right. shuts your bar down.
1: So the bouncer does what he thinks is right, removes this Bounces. Purse, this person who's been drinking or whatever. and now identifying as a woman because he's a pervert or just because he's an idiot and he's drunk. And uh, he can t- turn
0: around and, and sue for
1: discrimination. Potentially,
0: we're not. John yeah. and I aren't lawyers, yeah. but this is how we see. Well, this, I mean, this I is this earlier. is how we read this yeah. stuff. And, and you know, you've seen things in Canada uh, with you know, pro- specifically with pronouns and how you know uh, how much you've seen it change in the last four years. Even like, I feel like every week there's a new pronoun that they're talking about. You know, and I can't half the time I don't even know if they're joking Is this a joke or is this serious? I pretty much stay out of the whole deal of it because it's like walking through a minefield. Yeah. And that now is codified... Something that is as amorphous as gender identity, that there is no fixed... By design, no fixed definition of, is now codified law that you have to abide by and you can't discriminate against. Well, it's like trying to say you can't push against a shadow. (laughs) What happens if the shadow comes at me? It just goes through me. This is... You know, this whole idea that I can't tell a guy he can't go in a female bathroom, why do we even have separate bathrooms now? Right. What's the point? Right. Yeah. I I don't get it. Man. Or transgender sports. Now, you've got a dude who hasn't even gone through any kind of gender reassignment. Not that that even really matters in this case. Some 40-year-old weightlifter who couldn't even place in 100th place in his competition. Now, oh, he's winning thanks. every gold medal in the females. Right. Because he says he's a chick. Right.
1: So, like, what was it? CC... I have to look up her name. First name Cece. She was last. She was like one hundred and three hundred fortieth. He
0: 340th. He, he, he was, was three. When he...
1: Well, no, no. Okay, that's accurate. That's that's technically accurate. We're not being discriminatory here. When he was a when he. When he was a he. His name, I believe, was Craig. And uh, I'll have to look up his last name. It's like Telfler Telf, or something like this. Anyway, 360th in, in ranking doing hurdles. Okay, in track and field in his college. Then he takes a year off. Decides he wants to become a woman. Comes back. Does a year's worth of of uh does years worth of vigorous uh, training vigorous training but now he's got a, he's gotten he's identified and, he, he identifies and, as uh, a female identifies, identifies as a female and he's taken uh, uh hormones he loses exactly half a second off of his time she she uh, now that she's a
0: she. she lost a half a second off of his time
1: yes <laughs> yes that's true and then because, the, because the, the track and field, the hurdles are six inches shorter for your females, that female was still two seconds faster than the fastest female. So the idea that, oh, this person trained harder than all the rest of the females is a logical fallacy when you look at the difference between post-hormone and pre-hormone.
0: Even in this day and age, he but, scored so low he didn't even get a participation trophy Correct to gold.
1: For, by transitioning to a she, and I'll call her a she if she wants to be called a she, but at the same time, you're taking money and scholarships and stuff away from my daughters and other cis females. Is that accurate? Yeah. I don't, Naturally yeah. born. I think that's what cis um, means. So, yeah, there is a big deal there. And, and the idea that, you know, I, I don't think it's right. If someone's called this gal Cece, a he and be like, Your name's Craig, fuck you. And he, yeah, I'd have a problem with that, a big problem with that. Like, this first, yeah. But if you are gonna stand here in broad daylight and tell me that they're if, that that's equal in the sports arena, no, it's not. Could you imagine if she decided to play for the WNBA and became like the all time point scorer or whatever? She becomes LeBron James. For the WNBA. What if
0: LeBron James transitions? And goes over. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even have to jump. He just reach up and like he retires. basket. <laughs>
1: He's got a hundred point game and no sweat. <laughs> so I mean like it's not fair. It's not fair, you know? Um so anyway, yeah. This it, but now you can sue. Apparently, from and, what and I've read in the language, you can sue and by Circling back
0: around, person. this is kind of a prime example of circling taking- back around? Oh, I shouldn't say that. I sound like Jen Psaki. Jeez. We'll circle around and get back to that one. Yeah. Talking. the uh, <laughs> But bringing back to the point of, you know, making things that aren't important, take up your time. John and I, both having daughters, now have this thing to worry about. about is it even worth my kids competing? My kids aren't going to learn the true meaning of competition anymore because now they don't get... a they don't face fair competition. Right. They don't they don't understand what it's like to win and lose in fair competition. All they understand is losing in unfair competition. And right. that is not life lessons that you know that that is that is that, that is a life lesson that people need to learn because not all fights are fair, but at the same time they also need to learn what it's like to win and be a good winner and right. lose and be a good loser. Right. You know, it, it, at the end of the day, I have to worry about this now. Right. Because of nonsense. This is not a real issue. No. The idea that a, a a man should be able to compete in trans sports is fine. They should have their own, make their own special group, trans trans you know, male trans Olympics. Right. Fine. I'm all for it. Let them do their thing. And the uh, I guarantee you, I can almost promise you, if they did that, there'd be fucking one tenth of the people that transitioned. You know, freaking. Oh. But but anyways, the I'm being super judgmental there, I know, but it, no, it's just no, how I no,
1: you know, no, it's it's I put this in my book actually. Um we're not all equal. I'm sorry, we're not. You know, I'll never get in the ring with Mike Tyson ever unless I had a gun. You know, like it, I just I just know like he would kick my ass and that is that is that, you know, and um, the idea that I could even if he was with, 20
0: years older and I was right. 10 years younger, <laughs>
1: right. I still wouldn't do it. Right. No, I mean, I'll never be as good at throwing a football. I don't know, as um, Tom Brady, Tom yeah. Brady, there's a perfect example. Like, I could train for a year and never be as good as that guy. So, I mean, I mean they, did, they didn't well, even think Tom Brady was as good as Tom Brady, he was 126 <laughs> in the draft. But we're not, right? <laughs> but we're not all equal, and that's cool. It's, it's okay, we should celebrate that. But that's why there are things called weight classes in wrestling. You know, you could train harder than anybody else, but somebody who's hundred pounds heavier you just come in and just steamroll you. The Spartan you know, races then, have age classes, right? The why? Why there's different classes in boxing? You know, I mean, you can train harder than anybody else out there, but again, somebody who's a heavyweight comes in, and hits you once, and you're you're down for the count. So, there are classes for that reason because we are not all we should all be treated equal, but you are not all created equal, and that is a categorical fact.
0: You know, it just is. It, it, it's it's. Equal opportunity versus equal outcome.
1: Correct. Equal opportunity versus equal outcome all day. Right. Because we are not all
0: the same. So the the bill the bill is actually kind of scary. We'll see what happens. I mean, we're in no man's land as far as I'm concerned with knowledge and what happens. You know, this bill will probably it's be continued. the first bill that will test, excuse me, how this Congress is going to flush out on stuff like this. But for all sake and purposes, this bill could be passed. Which means now it's going to end up in the Supreme Court because I get, it, you, you can't, at the end of the day, uh, gender description, gender, you know, whatever you want me to call you is a word and words are free speech and I right. don't care how much you want to argue it all day long, I don't actually physically harm you if I call you a dude because you look like a dude but you think you're a chick. You know, like the right. fucking It's ham, fucking lady in GameStop.
1: <laughs> it's ma'am. It's Dude's ma'am. Fucking
0: yeah. mustache and a fucking half shaven beard and He's a got wig more on. Than I do. Yeah. And freaks out because some guy ex- said, sorry, sir.
1: Right. And he was being polite, actually. Yeah. yeah. He was oh, excuse me, sir. It's ma'am. Ah, and just goes off.
0: You know, that whole thing Now he can sue. Is there's I, I if we live in a world where that people can be punished for that, then, uh, free speech. I don't know where we go. I don't know where we go after that because then that, then it's just open season on anything.
1: Right. And then what happens when the, when the script gets flipped, there's more people on the other side, you know, but like, yeah, I mean that in and of itself, you know, I think Jordan Peterson said it best. You have free speech compels you to run the risk of offending the other person just to get to the bottom of it. But if you can't make that, if you can't make that, if you can't question and run the risk of making the other person feel uncomfortable, then everything stops. Nothing gets done. There's nothing, no, no, nothing gets dug into and nothing, you know, no truth gets found. So yeah, no, you got to have
0: free speech period. You know, and and this, this John and I do it too. And, you know, we talk Republican and Democrat, this and Democrats do this and Democrats do that. You know, when somebody is posing something to you and specifically the media, the, and they start, Everything is predicated by with a Republican did or a Democrat did. Mm-hmm. You need to keep something very and it, sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it's 100 percent legitimate. You know the the Democrats are pushing radical laws, right? Because none of the I mean, I guess one Republican voted for this law, but that was it. So, but Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell have more in common with one another. And these are Republicans and Democrats, mm-hmm. right? Two guys that are completely dichotomically opposed on the political aisle, though they're probably best drinking buddies. Oh yeah, those two have more in common with themselves oh, yeah. than uh, uh, AOC and uh, Mouchin out of Missouri or wherever he's at. The tennis, uh, West Virginia, the Democrat that's the senator. At the, mm-hmm. Those two have more in common than those two, and. One of them, one group is a Republican and a Democrat, right. and the other, the other two both are both Democrats. Democrats. Yeah. So, remember when people try to put broad swaths, you know, when they say, well, the last time a Republican administration did this. Well, there's a lot more that goes on in a Republican administration. You know, you have Democrat. you know, Clinton is, for example. You know, a lot of people praise Clinton for balancing the budget. Clinton didn't fucking balance the budget. No, Republican the Republican Congress. Congress balanced the fucking budget. And oddly enough, the only reason they had the nuts to do it was because of Rush Limbaugh. He helped build that Congress. It's one of the reasons why he was so rever so revered in the late nineties by the right and absolutely despised by the left because he holds he, so much power. He he
1: forced them to come to the yeah come to the table and then but yeah I, everyone yeah everyone praises him for that and I, I hate to say it but a balanced budget. Did contribute to running us into a dem- to a, a recession. It just did, oh, yeah. and you didn't have that much spending. People, everything slowed down. Yeah, yeah. Dot com didn't help you know. either. But you have, you know, again, when you look at, you know, media bias is another big one here. Um, you know, when they talk about, you know. The media being so hard on on Trump, and then they ask,
0: you know, they ask such softball questions. They don't even ask. Biden. They they were out there walking their yeah. dog. Oh, Joe, I love your dog. Literally, yeah. a dude saying, I mean, right. it's a reporter, a White House correspondent. That's right. what he says, and I'm just like, like really, you know, like if, if that would have been if that
1: would have been Trump, it would have been like, oh, we like your dog. But you know what? When Why did are you, you a racist? Had, you know? Did you
0: beat your dog today? Yeah,
1: yeah. Did you know? Uh, or or this gem? Do you think? Uh, do you think a president who's Lost more people under with COVID than the entirety of the Vietnam War, should be president or should he resign? What kind of a fucking question is that, but but I digress. The but yeah, and that kind of segues into the fact that again, you know, liberal media bias, Biden drops the n word and doesn't nothing, nothing.
0: Yeah, and if you guys Crickets. haven't seen that, just just Google, like, I mean, you might not want to type this in at work, but yeah. Google Biden, you know, n word, Biden, hard R, yeah, and hard R, yep, hard R, yeah, and. It'll come up with a tweet post and yep. they, people call it a word whisker or a slip of the tongue. I don't right. care what it is. He said the word to the point to where even YouTube's uh, closed captioning yeah, caught it. spelled it out, Yep, spelled it out, which it blew me away yeah. too, that the YouTube doesn't have something to keep that word from being spelled out on, spelled out on closed captioning. But nonetheless, imagine if Trump had done that in the exact right. same situation, right. a word whisker or a slip of the tongue. It would be front page. Coverage. And I'm going to bet yeah. that almost every one of you that are listening to this right now probably had no idea that even happened. Yeah, I didn't know what happened until today. Till, you pointed till out I to showed it point. to Sean. Like, I, I was like, did you hear Biden say the N-word? He's like, what? No, not in the last 20 years. I was like, yeah, like four or five days ago.
1: Was it, yeah, the 19th or 21st. The The Munich thing was 2 19 2021.
0: And this is the problem with the media, right? Again... I don't want to sound like I'm whining because of how mean they were to Trump, but at the end of the day, it's the imbalance that's the big problem. They held Trump accountable for shit that he didn't even do wrong, but they won't even ask hard questions of the Biden administration. Or even like
1: acknowledge that stupid shit. Happens, you know, the like
0: the whole thing with the the children immigration thing now and the cages and stuff. And oh, now
1: now, now they live in in camps connexes. Camps. Well, now, they're they're connexes. not cages. Yeah, and you're they're, like, what? It's the same same exact location,
0: but they have air conditioning.
1: Yeah, right? they have. Oh, they had air conditioning then too. Could you imagine I, being in Southern California? But you know, again, that goes what goes back up to like what exists versus what doesn't exist. You know, for for systemic racism, it's a ghost. You know, but again, Jesse Smollett or or the NASCAR news or, or or Nick Sandman gets off. Oh, he's a racist. He was
0: standing, and, and it's it's anad- in DC, Well, it's and you know? it's anecdotal, but I, right. I, I you ever you always feel like you see. Th- every two months or so some news article about a noose and graffiti sprayed all over a high school do you remember all the nooses and and, and and then they go do the investigation it turns out it was a black kid that did it just to get attention
1: or or all the nooses in san francisco and it turned out it was a it was a, a black uh athlete he was yeah uh, dude he was a trainer yeah, was, and he, he hung these was things. like crossfit kind yeah, of yeah shit so you he could like hold on to it from the tree limbs so you could hold pull do pull-ups or whatever and they're like all oh, these nooses gotta come down and you're like He's like, dude, why are you cutting my workout equipment down for? <laughs> like, I'm trying to help moms. Are you, get are you a the racist? Defined arms, you know. So, like, but no. And then, and again, and you're looking at the left versus the right. In this instance here, um, you know, seventy percent, seventy-six percent say gun violence on the left is a big deal, um, but seventy-four percent say it's the moral decline of
0: the country on the right. Yeah, gun violence, you know? right? So, they, they talk about gun violence being a huge problem, Democrats, and it's. It's 94 percent. 94 percent of polled Democrats here. Now I don't know if these are I don't think these are eligible voters. I think it was just Democrats and and uh, lean. Oh, no, it says voters. Yeah. So it's it's voters. So it's not likely voters, which is actually important when it comes to voting. But when it comes to issues, this is a little bit better. Yada, yada, yada. The the idea is is that 94 percent of Democrats think gun violence is a problem because everybody is scared to death about gun violence. When when you look at what the number of people that die to actual gun violence. Now, personally, I don't include suicides as gun violence. I don't include it because you can make okay. the argument all day. You want about if they take away guns, they won't, you know, it'll be harder for them to commit suicide. <laughs> Japan has one of the highest suicide rates in the world. And they, it is impossible to get a gun. in. it's not like Australia or United Kingdom or Europe hard to get a gun in Japan. It's impossible to get a gun in Japan. Like the registration requirements for a machine gun here are easier than a get an airsoft gun in Japan kind of hard and they still commit suicide on vast yeah. majorities and yes I understand it's a culture issue and stuff but the ma- vast majority of gun deaths in the country are suicides it's more than half every year it's more than half and then the next biggest picture is gang violence which those guys so don't use legal guns no, they don't they it's, say they're not they're, they don't care if you outlaw them they're no, still going I like to use them they got a chopper in the trunk I, they, no. <laughs> And then after that, you get into all these other subcategories and like we were talking with H.R. 127, the the, the, the guns that they're going to go after are account for less than a, a ten, fraction ten. of a percent right. of the actual gun deaths. So again, things that don't matter versus not. They've got people worked up over gun violence. The media does. The media and politicians have people worked up over gun violence, over an issue that's fake, that they're going to pass a law that isn't actually going to change anything. Right. So not only do they get to look like they're doing something, but the issue is still going to persist, so they can continue to do something later. Well, I want to go back and touch
1: on something you, you brought up here just now. You were saying, um, you were saying, you know, you touched on the cultural portion of it, and and the Democrats when you when you look at like the Democrat-run cities, and you look at places like Chicago, or you look at you know, uh, New York, or you look at uh, Newark or L.A. or whatever you know. Miami places in Miami you know there's a cultural difference there it has nothing to do with what you look like but it just has a, has to do with what's acceptable in your culture if you value things that are math or you value value starting Life. a business Asians are fantastic at it when you look at like a group of Asians that come over they all work together to create one house To the point
0: point where Asians are the most discriminated against in college admissions.
1: Because they they, they have the sense of community. Nigerians is another one.
0: Well, I think it was Nigerians. We were talking about, Uh, I think it's Nigerians. Nigerians. I should have pulled up the numbers in front of me. But there is a group, and I believe it's Nigerians from Africa. It could be another country. But there's specifically a country where they immigrate from Africa. They have a sense of community. First generation immigrants. And they face almost none of the issues that are supposedly claimed to be systemic racism. They stay away from all of the, the high crime rate, they, the high incarceration rates. They have extraordinarily high success rates in school. Right. But they're black. They're and Africans. They're, they're, they're not even African, yeah. African-Americans or whatever term is vogue now. They're literally Africans that immigrated here. They're first generation. They're not even second and third, which that second and third changes a lot of stuff when it comes to it. Mm -hmm. They're the first generation immigrants here and they have resounding success.
1: Right. And again, you see that within the culture. So I don't think it has anything to do with gun violence. It has everything to do with a culture that allows or that a culture of
0: inner city that culture believes
1: that's a good thing that, that, that what's the word I'm looking for? Um, glorifies, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. That stuff. Oh, it's okay to shoot up a uh, you know a convenience store. It's okay not to do go to school. It's okay to do drugs and that culture. And, that, and again, that just has nothing to do with what you look like. There's, I would call it white trash. There's a bunch of people you know who well, it, look it's like power, me who
0: it's who, power vacuums. You know
1: who who allow that to happen too within their communities. It's a cultural thing, not a gun thing.
0: Well, know? and it's it's power now, vacuums, right? So n- New York City in the early two thousands under Giuliani and or late nineties is a prime example of this. New York City went from being a Fucking travesty! Oh yeah, horror! Uh, it's one of the most dangerous places in the country to being cleaned up and being extraordinarily safe. In that front. Money, now you can, money in, you can and argue money the yeah. you can we can argue all day long about the methods and the things that were they were they right were they wrong. The results speak for themselves, right? It happened, and then as soon as they start to repeal some of those results under De Blasio in the last couple mm-hmm. of years, New York has gone back down into the shithole. Right. Now, when you look at big cities uh, Over that
1: have huge
0: times. crime rates. What you have is an antipathy. Antip- an- antipathy. I'm not even saying that. Um, Propensity? No. It might be antipathy. antipathy. Is that the right word? It's a five-dollar word. I don't know the answer to that one. <laughs> no, it's not antipathy. It's, uh, it's you have this just almost not caring attitude about the crime. Like it's not your fault or it's not the criminal's fault. You know, we got to create these systems that's understanding and caring. And, you know, I, I believe it's Batman. Raza al Ghul talks about how criminals thrive on uh, society's indulgences, right? The idea that you're going to expect a criminal to behave rationally the way a philosopher would it's is absurd. absurd. And What you end up happening is is you end up with these huge power vacuums in these cities. And what fills those power vacuums, in some cases, is gangs, for example, right? And these kids get stuck in these never-ending cycles of violence where the only way they can stay safe is by committing violence.
1: Yeah, and if you go in and if that's who's in charge on the street and the cops can't do anything... Prosecutors don't prosecute. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at California for... Look no further than California for or that. Oregon, or or yeah, especially now you can have heroin and it's cool. So, but yeah, I mean, when you look at when you look at what constitutes, you know, I guess you're a violation of rights versus what works. I remember being what was it 2010? We were riding the subway um, for one of our jobs down there, and the cop came, uncover cop came up, pulled out his badge out from underneath his shirt on the subway, and was like, "What do you got hooked on your?" on your on your pocket and it was a knife and he's well you can't have this you know like they were there they were on the subway they were looking at every single person on this subway and who what did they spot they spot the guy carrying the knife you know on like in his pocket a pocket knife not even like a freaking i don't know we're not talking like crocodile, crocodile d here like that's, that's not, not a no, knife no, this
0: was like a hey i opened boxes with
1: this right you know I clean my fingernails with it, you know, type of thing. And they, they busted him and said, you can't have that. Do not take it here. The back
0: now. end of this is sharper right. than the front end.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, that was the level back then. Now it's a different story. There were, what, 160, 165 stabbings or whatever, assaults. I feel all like that. once a month, some yeah.
0: crazy homeless dude pushes somebody in front of a goddamn subway.
1: Right. In New York. And that's because they've suspended and, and they defunded the cops, you know. Um, and and handcuffed was, them. And, yeah. So, I mean... It is what it is. I mean, when you talk about these guys wanting to defund the cops, and now what, Mi- Mini- Minneapolis? Is it Minneapolis? Yeah,
0: Minneapolis yeah. led the charge. Yep, and now uh, they're begging their cops to come back to it because To defund crime the police. And... and now they have
1: no applicants.
0: And now <laughs> they're talking about how they need to ban GTA Five so people stop learning how to carjack people. <laughs> no comment. I'm not even shitting you, dude. <laughs> It's GTA's Five's fault that there's so many carjacking in Minneapolis. Not not the fact that they got rid of like three quarters of the police cars. GTA Five. They got really good at it. They got really good at uh, carjackings because of it. (laughs) Grand Theft Auto Five is the problem. I think it was Five. It might have been Four. I don't know. Fucking, I saw the ad and I just fucking rolled my eyes.
1: The and yeah, because of a video game, you see something on a video game, that means I'm gonna go out and you know what. I saw this on a video game. I was just thinking, I, I could just
0: rob a guy. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> it was so easy in the video game. I had five health bars. Five health bars. I'm not getting arrested. The, uh, you know, and you know, kind of coming back, the coming back. I, I gotta stop saying shit like that. But it's the issue of you know what matters and what doesn't. At the end of the day, you know, we all as people have to worry about. You know what affects our lives and what doesn't and not get spooled up and caught up in these narratives that lead us to hating our fellow man or being scared of so Democrats are literally scared of half of the country because Trump supporters isn't just Republicans. Oh. There's a lot of non. There's a lot of Bernie supporters that voted for Trump both times, mm-hmm. especially the second time because they were really pissed the second time. Yeah,
1: how many Hispanics voted for? How many yeah, and Trump Trump did better yeah. with
0: that, Hispanics and African Americans. Right. I don't know if of all time, but in modern history, he's done the best with both of those. Right. So much so that it freed, t- Democrats are freaked out by how well Trump did with Hispanics because right, he put them he put everyone to work, and it didn't matter what you looked like. The so I guess kind of what I want to tie it back to is, you know, be skeptical of what you hear from the media, what you hear from John and I, what you hear from any yeah. podcast. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm a huge fan I listen to like Crowder and Shapiro and Tim Pool. Oh, yeah. uh, Jocko. There's tons of podcasts yeah. I listen to and I don't listen to every one of them, but, I, but there, there's stuff they say all the time that isn't true.
1: Right, yeah. And it's, not because,
0: it's not because yeah. they're lying. It's because their own lived experiences are a little bit different. Right. So just remember that When anybody is trying to pitch you against the other side, whatever that other side may be. What's their motive? Their goal is to create a division and feed in that division. Because the the only way societies work is when people work together. If you don't work together, you don't have a society. Yeah, you will collapse. And at that, at the end of the day, if somebody is trying to divide that society, their goal isn't to make things better. Their goal is to either gain more power or gain more influence. And you can pin that on pretty much everything that you see in the media now. Right. You know, and, and again, you know, I guess we could probably close on this
1: unless you got something else, but going back to what, you know, what we talked about here, you know, not trading what doesn't matter for what's something that does matter. And, you know, like we talked about in numerous podcasts before, the harder we work, the luckier we get, the harder we work, the more opportunities arise, you know, the more homework you do, the more you realize what you can and what you can't do. Um, So like, understanding that you know hard work and, and and having core information knowing how to do math showing up on time you know doing doing the work you will get better at what you do and you will be more successful you know what doesn't matter who you're sleeping with that doesn't nobody cares nobody cares who you are uh, what you look like for the most part nobody cares and the people that do are such a small percentage of the they're not even a rounding error for the percentage of the society and those people have their own social issues but to apply the exception to the rule on that is just absurd so you guys just remember that, you know, when you go into it, what maths, what what matters is doing the work and understanding what's happening around you in a, in a logical manner. That is what matters. It doesn't mean you ignore emotion. It means you focus on what's real. So you have time to think about the emotional part of it, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, doing the work and being doing, getting your business done first is what matters. Mm-hmm. Not what someone looks like or what gender pronoun or any of that other nonsense. So just my take on it
0: all right well i think we'll wrap it up there everybody appreciate you hanging out with us
1: yep like and subscribe guys uh we want to hear your comments so if we're doing something you like let us know if you're doing something we don't if we're doing something you don't like let us know and uh as always simplify. talk to you later